chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming, the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is coming, the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. And he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Precious Lord, thank you for divine knowledge and wisdom and discernment, Father God, because you said in your word, ye are of God. Father God, thank you, because there was a time that I wouldn't have been able to say that about myself. I wouldn't have been able to say, I am a child of God, but I can say it now. And I thank you for giving me the faith and the grace to do it. Thank you in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 You are of God. That's a a word. That's a word in itself. Because there's only two people you can be of. You're either of God or you're of the devil. Okay? And and, and John is saying, you are of God. And he calls them little children. Now, you know, when, I, when, I, when I think about little children, that's a good, that's a compliment. You know, a lot, of, a lot of folks wouldn't want to be called little children. You know, we get certain age, we don't want to be called little children anymore. But, but let me tell you what the Bible says. He said, blessed. Okay? He says, forbid not the children. Okay? To come unto me. Why? Because such is the kingdom of God. Amen. You have to have that childlike faith. And you have to take God at his word. And we have, we have when you're with a little child and they depend on their mother, we got to depend on the Lord. So God, so John is saying, you are of God. He says four things in that one verse that I really want to touch on today. And I hope I can get at least two of them. He said, you are of God. And then he says, and have overcome them. About that. And have overcome them. How many of us in here know we've overcome some stuff? And then we, we, we think about it. Still got some more stuff. Still got some more roads to, to travel. Amen. We still got some more stuff to overcome. But he said, you are of God. You have overcome them. And then my question would be, how or why? Because greater is he. That is in you. How about that? You got something great in you. As children of God, when we become Christians, when we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we receive something great. That spirit. That spirit. You're of God. You're either of God or you're of the world. Okay? They are of the world. They are influenced by the world. Those people, you ever talk to a worldly person? 
A person that's in the world, a person that don't care about the things of God, they don't care about, they don't care about singing praises to the Lord, they don't care about giving God glory. They're, they're influenced by one. Riches, riches, honors, and the pleasures of this world. They just looking for pleasure. They just looking for pleasure. A lot of folks are so mad right now because the cruises and, and all the places of entertainment are not open. It's not a matter, it's not a matter of them ever thinking about getting right with the Lord. Maybe God is speaking. You know, maybe God is speaking through all this turmoil and all this confusion, all the politicizing, all this stuff that's going on. Maybe God is speaking. No, not, not the person who's influenced by the world. Okay? They want to get back to the riches and to the honors and to the pleasures of life. Get back to golfing, get back to fishing, get back to bowling, get back to whatever. That's all they care about. And the world, the world hears them. That's what the word says. And the world hearing them. The world ain't gonna hear us. The world don't want to hear about this. They don't want to hear about God. Why not? Why not? Why don't the world want to hear about God? All you gotta do is think about the time we didn't want to hear about it either because we was consumed. We was consumed with their with ourselves. I got some things. I got some things. Okay. I got some things. Year of God. First thing, first point. What's that mean? What's that mean? You ever, you ever asked, somebody ever asked you, what's it mean to be of God? I, I, I look at it like that. How, how, do I, how would I answer that? Here, we are of God, meaning we are owned by him. Okay. That's hard. That's a weird. That's a hard. That's a hard, a hard thing to grip if you're a worldly person, because that means you're gonna have to give up. You're gonna have to give up the world. If I'm gonna be a child of God, it's gonna cost me my relationship with the world. Okay. Okay. He that know of God heareth us and receives our testimony as divine. You're not going to argue and fight with the word of God. Okay? If you're a child of God, wanted to raise you or know you're a child of God, God said it. <laughs> oh, Jerry, you pessimist. That settles it. You know, once you, once you become a child of God, once God said it, it's said. Okay? And you're going to line up your system of beliefs. You're going to line up your desires. You're going to line up all that's in you. You're going to say, I'm going to do my best to serve God. Amen. Okay? None of us serve him perfectly, but we're going to, it won't be because of what? Lack of effort. It won't be because of lack of effort. He that is not of God has not been enlightened. Think about that. Remember we walked around the dark? We weren't enlightened. We didn't understand the things of God, and we didn't know no better. Paul didn't know no better. Paul, Paul said in himself in 1 Timothy, he said, I did it all out of ignorance. I listened to, I listened to what Vaughn said. Paul wrote what Vaughn said. Paul wrote what Vaughn said. And he said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I spake as a child. Okay? But when I became a man, when I became a man, meaning when I became enlightened, Okay, Jeremy and I was talking in the office this week, just thinking about how we thought as 19 and 20 year olds versus how we think now. Not that we got it all together. We didn't, none of, neither one of us said we got it all together now. Okay, but we can easily say we came a long way from our thinking. Our thinking has evolved a lot since 
in the last 20 years. I'll put it like that. I'll put it like that for Jeremy. Okay. Okay. And, 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 here, and here, here's how you know you are of God. You know the difference between good and evil. Okay. There was a time we didn't care about evil. But now when you do something evil, say something evil, what happens? That little man on your shoulder, on your right shoulder, just tell you, say, you know what? You need to think. You know, you, you love it when, he's, when he comes early and say, you need to think about it before you let that out of your mouth. You need to think about that. Okay? Now when you're real, when you're real close to God, he's talk, he works with you like that. Now you start getting away from God, he starts speaking to you after you've done something crazy. But when you're real close to him, he'll say, you know what? Before you do that, okay, you need to think about that. You need to pray about that. How about that? The Spirit of God is telling you to pray about something you may do. Okay? Now think about our text. Now watch this. I covered the, I covered, I covered the you are of God, and you have over, overcome them. What's that talking about? And how do you overcome something? How do you overcome something? You know, you ever, you ever think, I, 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 I live in, in this world where whatever you're dealing with, if you really want to overcome it, you can hire somebody to help you with it. Okay? If you got a struggle, if, you got a, if you're struggling in math, you can hire you a one. A tutor. You got a kid that's struggling in a subject, you can hire him a tutor. Okay? If you want to get in shape, if you want to get in shape, you can hire you one personal trainer, okay? Cindy and Karina and I, we starting our tomorrow, tomorrow, we starting our, our diet. We getting ready to get in top shape. All three of us. Watch us now for the next 90 days. Because Karina getting our diets together. She's gonna be our nutritionist. She's gonna fix all the lean food, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, carrots, all that. She's gonna she getting ready, she all fired up. Don't look at her, you wouldn't know. Um if you want to be great for God, we have to we have to answer. Okay? What's the acronym for Bible? Biblical instructions be what? Before leaving earth. So we, we have the formula. And, and, and if we get that thing in us, okay, we can overcome. We ain't gotta be singing it. I know y'all know this, y'all know the song. Y'all thought about it when I said overcome. We shall overcome. And we still singing that. 200 years later. Time out. When we gonna overcome? Listen, here's how you overcome. Here's how you overcome. I, I, I just sit here and I and I'm probably skipping some stuff just to get here because I, I don't want to miss this today. Somebody would say, Pastor, I want to overcome. I want to be great. How do I overcome what's in you as a Christian? Here's, here's, here's what's in us. Here's how we overcome. We got to realize what's in us. Okay? Here's John 14, 7. Here's Jesus talking. Here's Jesus talking. He says, he said, even the spirit of truth. This was in us, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Watch this now. Ye know him. Okay? You are of God. You're the people of God. You know him. How? For he dwelleth with you and shall, and shall be 
in you. That spirit is in you. And that spirit is in you, it is in you, and it is working in the life of the believer. Now, it has to be fed, all right? It's like it has to be fed. You have something in you, and, and it has to be fed. I always use the illustration. You know, you, you got them spirits now. You, you, the one you feed, the one going to be strong, okay? We don't like when I hear people, and it's a controversial subject. You should, people say, you shouldn't use that illustration. You know, you got the two spirits in you. And, and whichever one you feed, it's like having two animals, two animals, and you feed one healthy, nutritious food, and you feed the other one just bread and crackers. Okay? Them two dogs get to fight, and which one going to win? Okay? And them two spirits in you, come on, come on, Columbus, you know them two spirits in you, they get to fighting. They want control over you. Okay? And the one you feeding, the most, the one you training the hardest, gonna win. He gonna win that fight. Okay, no defense. Listen, but the natural man, First Corinthians two fourteen. Watch this verse. But the natural man. Now see, the natural man don't have the spirit in him. Okay. As a matter of fact, the natural man think we fools. That's what the Bible says. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Why? Why can't the natural man know these spiritual things? Because they are spiritually discerned. Some things you ain't going to ever learn. Do you ever hear somebody, I pick up the Bible and I have, I just, I can't read it. I, I, I start reading and I fall asleep. I don't understand it at all because you are a natural man. Okay. And, and, and the word of God is spiritually discerned. I sit there and read the word of God and I'm sitting here. Sometimes I'll say, wow. There's a lot of wows preparing messages when you prepare to teach Sunday school and you prepare. I sit there and say, wow. Okay. When I, when I was studying Nehemiah this morning for Sunday school or last night or earlier in the week, I'm going through it. And I'm like, wow. Nehemiah was a bad dude. Okay. Nehemiah was a bad dude. And he had the power of God working in him. Okay, he had the power of God working in him, and, and, and it showed up. But the natural man, remember, remember Lou Rawls? Anybody remember Lou Rawls? I, I used to love me some Lou Rawls. Wish I should have, should have, could have, would have. Ain't that what folks always say? That was his song, but he had another song. He had another song, and that made him famous, and it was called Natural Man. He was a natural man. Now, I just wrote down some of the things he said in the song because it just, it just hit this thing. If you natural... It's all about you. Watch what Lou Ross says. He said, I refuse to listen to people thinking that I live too high. He said, I'm going to taste it now before my life streaks on by. Because I want to be happy and free, living and loving for me. I want to be happy and free, living and loving for me. He said a couple times, just like a natural man. I said like a natural man. I used to love that song. And I was a natural man. If I know what I know now, that's why I, I said, that. I don't want to be a natural man. God saved me from being a natural man. Remember, he was natural. It's all about us. It's all about me. It was me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. Remember, like, we was like the rich fool. Got all this stuff. What I'm going to do with it? Oh, I got an idea. I'll build bigger barns. I ain't giving nobody nothing. I ain't sharing nothing. 
That's how we think as a natural man. What's in us? You get yours. What's in us? Here, here, here's another story. So I was just going jumping around scriptures. And I thought about this because the, the man of God, the man of God, the woman of God is full of the spirit. The man or woman of God is full of faith. The man of God, the woman of God is full of power. You better ask. You can't be running around here. You can't be running around here on E. Okay. When God has given you a gas card that you could use anytime you want. Okay. Anywhere you want, any gas station, you ain't, you don't have to be looking at whether this gas is 10 cents less over here or over there. God has given you everything. He's given you everything. And all you got to do is say, Lord, you know what? I'm running low. Okay? Watch this. Watch this story. Acts chapter 6. I'm talking about Stephen. Now, when I get to Stephen, I want y'all to understand we can have the same thing Stephen had. God is still equipping his people to do ministry. So here's Stephen. It says in Acts 6, 1, and it says in those days when the number of disciples was multiplied. Wait a minute. Let me, let me go back. Now, this is Acts. And in those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, and, and they weren't entertainers. These preachers weren't entertainers. The apostles weren't entertainers. I want y'all to know that. They weren't entertainers. They all died for preaching the gospel. Okay? But the church was being filled. Okay? The Bible says, in those days, the numbers of the disciples was multiplied, and there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because the widows were neglected in their daily administration, meaning they wouldn't get what they thought they should get. Free stuff. Then, then the twelve called the multitude of disciples to them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God to serve tables. This is when they first called deacons. He said, wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, and we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. They want, all they want to do is Pray and preach. That's all these apostles wanted to do. Now watch this. I thought this is fascinating. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen. A man. Okay. A man. A real man. Full of courage. They said a man full of faith. And the Holy Ghost. How y'all think they saw that? How y'all think they saw that? They saw it in his behavior. They saw it in the way he conducted his business. They saw it in his daily affairs. If he was married, they would have saw it in his marriage. You, you can see faith. You can see when a person is full of faith. Remember Jesus, when they were bringing the man on the, on the cot, they was, bringing, they was bringing the man to Jesus. They couldn't get through the door, couldn't get through the window. They climbed up. On a roof, dug a hole in the roof, dropped the man down, and Jesus said, because of your faith. They brought that man to Jesus because they believed Jesus could do what nobody else could do. They believed Jesus could heal this man. And here we see Stephen. Here we see Stephen, full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. What happened to Stephen? He got stoned. See? See, if that's your reason for not wanting to be a servant of God, that may be better 
then you just unbelief. Because, listen, once you become full of faith in the Holy Ghost, you got some problems to deal with. And nobody teaching it like that. Okay, I hear all these folks, you know, oh, he's full of faith. He's full of power in the Holy Ghost. And he's speaking all these languages. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Everybody in the Bible that was full of faith in the Holy Ghost, they didn't get treated so well. Okay? They didn't get treated so well. They didn't get treated so well. So, I want these things for you guys. I want my eyes. I mean, if I, if I could get them wide open, I want them wide open. And, 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 and David thought like that too. David, David said, open thou my eyes that I may behold, seriously, the wondrous things out of thy law. This is a sweet book. The word of God is so sweet. So sweet. We, we could have stayed in Sunday school for another hour this morning. Just the word of God is just so sweet. We just cut and dice it up. Boy, if you get some time, set out a block of time every day where you can get something out of the word of God. Here, here we go. You want to be full. Look at Romans. Look at Romans 8 9. Watch this. But ye are not in the flesh. Talking about people of God. But in the spirit. And if so that, if so that the spirit of God dwell in you. Okay. The Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man or woman, well, we got to be, you know, you got the world we live in today. I, can't, I, can't, I just can't say man anymore. If any man or woman, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. If any man have not the spirit, he is none of his. Somebody said, well, how do I know I got the spirit? I'm glad you asked. That's a good question. How do I know if I have the spirit? Okay. It ain't like COVID. So you don't know you have COVID until you get tested. That's some kind of disease. You got to test to find out if you have it. Okay. You can have it and not know it. You can't have the spirit and not know it. Okay. You, can, you cannot have the Spirit of God working in your life and not know it. Amen. Okay? I ride by White House Farms probably three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Okay? I do. I just ride by White House Farm. I look like, you know, if you're from the, the street, you can see the trees. You, 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 know, you know what White House Farm has. Within White House Farms, there's fruit. It's known for its fruit. Now, lately it's been known for its blueberry donuts. Okay? That's what everybody talk about White House Farm because they have blueberry donuts that are supposed to be excellent. Okay? But White House Farms is known for its fruit. And, and, and if you had the Spirit of God in you, and if you're a child of God, you ought to be known by your fruits. Okay? Jason. But the fruit of the spirit or the fruit of a Christian who says they have the spirit of God in them. The fruit of the Christian is what? Love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. Watch this now. Don't stop there because verse 24 sums it all up. And they that are Christ 
have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. How about that? How about that? How, how about the walk test? We do the fruit test. How about the walk test? How's your walk? How's your walk? See, you understand why some of this stuff can't be taught? Can't be taught because they well, you got you, 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 Pastor, how's your walk? Okay? I ain't preaching my life. I'm working on my walk. I'm walking better. I'm walking better. I'm walking better than I used to. Got to be some Holy Ghost sketchers. I'm walking better. Okay? And Cindy, Cindy's laughing. Y'all play with her, but she'll tell you. I got my wife here to tell you. He's a better husband now than he was when we got married. So I'm getting better. That's right. Relationships, relationships should get better over time. She'll tell you. She, she don't talk a whole lot because she don't want to be boasting. She'll, she'll say, I got a good husband. Okay? Despite, despite, I ain't going to go there. She know where I'm going, but I ain't going to go there. Let me tell you something. Check your strength. Check your strength. See, see, see here's something. Here's something. It takes strength to serve God. Ain't we finding that out now? Ain't we finding out now? Hasn't that, having, having all this pandemic, all this, all this unrest has, has, has proved the church have tested your strength and your will and all your desires. And, and think about this. Here's Paul. Here's Paul. In prison. In prison because of his faith. Not because of the pandemic. Not because of stuff outside of his sphere of control. But he's in prison for preaching the gospel. That's it. And watch what he says. Watch what he says. I call this, I call this the prison test. All right? I call this the prison test. I got to tell people, let me tell y'all something. You got to be tough to go to prison. All right? I'm just telling you. you gonna, listen, when you get sentenced, and you get sentenced, they can tell you, well, you, you know, they're going to come get you. You usually got maybe 30 days so you can sit before they get you to prison. But they give you that 30 days to get your head right because you're getting ready to go into a whole nother world. Okay? You're getting ready to go into a whole nother world. And if you don't get your head right before you go in, you're going to step in there and you're going to be on what they call PC. Personal or, or whatever you call it. Control. It's a control unit where you go and then you just got to be watched all the time because you like to kill yourself because you ain't strong enough for this. You know, that's why I tell a lot of folks, you ain't cut out for this. Okay. I had a, I had a kid once in prison from Poland. He was in prison from Poland. Okay. Poland, Ohio. Okay. White boy. Wouldn't matter if he was from Poland or black or white, but he was happened to be a white boy. He's from Poland. And his family had to find out Poland don't do good in prison. So they were sending him stuff. New tennis shoes, new outfits. I mean, he getting all that stuff. And, and they was going into his house and taking everything and whooping him. I mean, they whooped this boy every day in my unit. They whooped this boy every day. I mean, he was black and blue because he's Poland. And he didn't understand how this thing worked. Okay. Here's Paul. Here's Paul in prison. 
Watch what he says in Ephesians 4 1. I, I've read this. We've studied Ephesians. Y'all heard me talk about this, but this sometimes when you study in the Bible, it, it just sweetness comes out of it when you look at it different in a different light. Paul says, out there for the prisoner of the Lord. Imagine. Think about this. Somebody's in prison. Now, now these prisons weren't like the ones today. Okay, think now. You 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 in prison in Paul's day? It wasn't. They didn't have tile floors and bathrooms in the rooms. They didn't have snack machines. You come to prison and bring your lunch. And I mean, the way they prison set up today, it's a joke compared to what Paul went through. Paul, Paul had a little hole in the floor, dirt floor, and that's where he urinated. That's where he would have been defecated, and all that would have been all in that room with him. And usually they just die in prison because the conditions were so bad. Okay? Now here's Paul in this situation, and he's writing to people who are free, telling them to be strong. How about that? He said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Okay? It ain't easy to walk in lowliness and meekness and long-suffering and forbearing one another in love. It ain't easy to do that. Don't sit here and let nobody fool you and tell you and, and blow through these scriptures like this is a game. And it's just, a, it's just a nice little narrative, a nice little story. Let me tell y'all something. It's not easy walking in lowliness. Okay? People are like, well, you got to stay low. You got to be humble. No, it ain't easy to be humble. Okay? Sometimes somebody, you just want to tell somebody like it is. Paul, Paul writing them in the prison say, walk in all lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, Forbearing one another, one another and love. Walking with all loneliness and be walking humility and gentleness of the spirit. Whew. Ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy letting all the fruit just hang from you. The fruit of love and joy and peace. Sometimes you just get sometimes you just want to shake the tree. Okay? I, I don't feel like being loving today. Okay? I'm just keeping it real. Listen, how about your spirit? How about this? How about being full of the power to testify? How many, how many of us have experienced, and I use the word us, how many of us have had to experience a, a lack of testifying power? We've had situations where we can testify about the goodness of God, and we have not. We have not stood for God when we had opportunities to. Both my hands go up. Okay, Amen. both of my hands go up because it's not easy. It's not easy. It wasn't easy, and, and it's costly. Here, here, here are a couple. Here's three, three great prophets, three great prophets, and they all had to be changed. They all had to be that God had to empower them. But here's Micah. Here's Micah. Micah three eight. Listen, he says this. But truly, I am full of. Power by the spirit of the Lord. Michael was a great prophet. And, and when a prophet had to do, we talked about this morning, when a prophet, when a prophet spoke, he was speaking, thus say the Lord. And when a prophet spoke, and if you denied the prophet, you had 
hell to pay. Okay? Most of all the people that was in captivity, they were in, when the Israelites went into captivity, it was only because they denied the voice of God. And the prophet was the voice of God. Okay? So before they would go into captivity, God would always send them a prophet. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, he sent these prophets and they would say, I don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear the prophet. And what was always true about the prophet? The prophet was always right. Okay? Here's, here's Micah. I'm truly, he said, but truly I am of power and by the spirit of the Lord and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgression. Think about, think about Nathan, the prophet. See, Nathan, the prophet. This is why I get a hard time with these brothers today to call themselves prophets. Mm -hmm. Just stay away from that. And people joke with me and call me prophet. Hey, prophet and bishop. Don't, don't, don't play with me like that. That's some serious stuff there, okay? Yeah. Nathan was a prophet. The Bible said Nathan, a prophet, came into David, and David was a king. David didn't have to hear him. David only had to answer to the, to the God. That's all a king had to answer to. He didn't have to answer a prophet. And prophet came in and spoke to David and said, David, you the man. Okay? That could have cost him because he didn't have to listen. Here's Isaiah. Isaiah, remember Isaiah? Isaiah, Isaiah was a he was a he wasn't a good prophet. Okay? He was a charlatan prophet before he got saved. Before he came into Isaiah 6, when he when he went into the when he went into the sanctuary, when he went into the temple, when he saw God high, what? And lifted up and his train filled the filled the temple. God, Isaiah was Isaiah said, I'm a, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the people. He hung out with the world. He was a worldly prophet until this encounter. Now in Isaiah 58, watch what he says. Cry aloud, Isaiah 58, 1. He said, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show the, my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. He was, he was a warrior prophet after he had an encounter with God. See, and, and God still equipping folks. He still will equip you to be that. Remember John the Baptist? And that, but John the Baptist wasn't known as a prophet, but I put him in a prophet category because he spoke for God. He was, a, he was the forerunner for Jesus. Amen. Now, he's out in the wilderness and he's preaching and baptizing folks. And watch John, Matthew chapter 3, verse 7. Watch what John, watch what John the Baptist do. He said when, when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers who have warned you to flee the wrath to come. He, he didn't spare no punches. I'm going to move a little quicker because I got, I got some stuff I want to cover. Pastor, I want to fight. I want to overcome the battle. I want to I overcome the battle. I want to be, a, I wanna be a, 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 a warrior for Christ. I like that. I want to be a warrior for Christ. Let me, and, and to be that, to be that. You have to have victory in your life. You have to have victory over, over the world. The world is going to be your main competition. Okay? The world is our, as the church, the world is our main competition. The world is trying to, to, to convince the church that you don't need all that praying, all that repentance. You don't need all that redemption talk. Just, just allow people to come as they are. And, okay? Okay? 
Here's what James says. You want to have victory over the world? I do. And I watch myself. Okay. I can do better. We all can. But James 1.27 says this. And before I even read what, it, what unspotted means, I'm going to tell you what it means. It says, before I read what it says, it says, unspotted means not to be stained. Not to be stained. Okay? He says, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Now, here's James talking. To visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Keep himself unspotted from the world. I uh, had honesty, went to visit her parents, her mother on was it Thursday. Cindy had her on all white. She had all white on. All white on. She looked she looked nice and she and she was she was happy because she all cleaned up. And 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 I said, now you gotta keep yourself unspotted. Now you don't you gotta be careful. I said, you wanna take a bit? Which she said, I don't need no bib, I don't need no bit, I don't know how to eat. I don't. And and she came home, she still looked good. And I thought she still looked clean, you know, and I looked at her, I said, Oh, you kept yourself unspotted. Because I'm already working on this sermon, so I, that was on my mind. But but she she made a conscious effort that she wasn't gonna waste nothing on her clothes. Okay. And, 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 and that's what we have to do as Christians because we want to be unspotted. We want to stand before the Lord. We're going to have some spots now. Okay, don't think you listen. If, 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 if the righteous scarcely be saying, now we're not going to stand before the Lord without no spots. Jesus died for our spots. Amen. Okay, he died for our spots. But we have a work to do. And we don't want to know, oh, because he died for our spots. We just want to live like a pig in the mud. You're going to get some spots of you just, just walking. Remember, Jesus said to me, wash your feet. That's all I need to wash because you've been out in the world. Peter said, no, you ain't washing my feet. <laughs> Y'all know that story good. Okay. Listen. Listen. Take, take, we, we serve. We sing all these songs. And we serve a risen Savior. Do you know what that means? Do you, when we sing that song, do you really know what it means when you say, we, I serve a risen Savior who's in the world today. I know that he is what? Living. I know that he is living. We serve a risen Savior. Watch what he said. Watch what John 16, 33. And this is how we have victory over the world because we have to keep in mind that not only is he our Savior, but he is our leader. Okay? He is our leader. We are his followers. We are his disciples. He is our leaders. And Jesus said this. Now, this is this where it gets really interesting for me. He says in John 6, 16, 13, he said, These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. You might have peace. In me you might have peace. But he said, In the world, you shall have. You know what shall have me? Shall have me. You're not getting away from it. Amen. You cannot escape this. You will. And he says, in this world, you shall have tribulation. Watch this now. Think in mind, I serve a risen Savior. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He didn't overcome the world for him. 
Amen. Okay? He, he overcame the world for us. Jesus didn't die for him. He didn't die. He didn't have sin. Sin was laid on him. Sin was laid on Jesus. We was born in sin. Okay? We was filled with sin. Sin was laid on Jesus. Our sins were laid on him. He says, in this world, you shall have misfortune, trials, suffering, pain, distress, difficulty, trouble, hardship, and misery. Well, we don't, nobody want to talk about that. And this is why when, when Christian folks go through hardship and tribulation, they don't know how to handle it. Because nobody taught them in this world. You shall have. No, no, no. In this world, you're going to have blessings. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. And I'm blessed, and I'm blessed, and I'm blessed. Let me tell you something. Okay? I, I tell stop thinking this, this world's a joyride. Okay? I, 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 stop it. Stop today thinking this world's a joyride. Okay? This is not a joyride. The joyride comes when we get, when the angel come and get us and take us to Abraham. Like he did the, the, the rich man in, in Lazarus. Okay? When he came and got Lazarus. That's what the justice, see the joy ride. The joy ride is when you take your last breath on this earth as a believer. Now that's the joy ride. When your spirit ascends unto where it came from. What we say? Earth to earth. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. Okay? That's when the joy ride begins. Oh, it's going to be a, oh, it's going to be a, a wonderful ride. Remember that. And, and, and remember, trouble don't what? Travel don't last always. Stay with me on this. Stay with me on this. Now, I, I know we're going through First John chapter 5, but when I picked up this verse, and I'm seeing it, because I'm looking for something that says overcome it, because we got to overcome some stuff. And I went to First John chapter 4, verse 5, and this was just prolific. It was profound. I sit here and say, wow. And I was telling Ann this morning, I said, you know, I have over 600, we have over 600 sermons on, on Sermon Audio, and most of them are like battle, warrior, fight. I mean, it's just who I am. I'm an old middle linebacker. I guess I'm an old middle linebacker, and I got a lot of linebacker sermons types. Okay. Hmm. Watch this. First John 5, 4. Watch this. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. How about that? Think about that. Think about that. The world, the world has been overcome by Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And those who believe that God is the Messiah, Jesus is the Messiah, have overcome the world. Watch. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's deep. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? Who is he that overcometh the world? You, you ever thought about that? You sitting here today, and you have overcome the world. This world, this world has been tamed for you. Amen. Okay. Who is he that overcometh the world? Tom Brady got six rings. Six rings. Is it six? Six rings. Six Super Bowl rings. Guess what? He ain't gonna come to world. Tiger, I, I think a Tiger, Tiger Woods got 18 majors and 82 total wins. 
He ain't overcome the world. Okay? Matter of fact, matter of fact, you can search. Search near and far. Find me. An entertainer, a politician, a superstar, someone you admire, someone you look up to, and, and you tell me if you can find anybody who has overcome the world without being a Christian. Think about it. Man, that's some serious stuff. Listen, find me one person that don't declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior that has overcome the world. Ain't nobody out there. Ain't nobody out there. We are in a chosen class of people. Okay? We are in a chosen class of people. And, and, and listen, listen, you can kneel, you can protest. You can march to Selma. You can refuse to sit in the back of the bus. You can remove all the statues. You can be an NBA star, NFL star, Wall Street, big shot. Let me tell you what's important. Okay? You ask that person. Mm -hmm. Have you overcome the world? They don't have a clue what you're talking about. Okay? Have you overcome the world? Meaning when this world is over, and it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Okay? So somebody said Hebrews 9.27, what? This is appointed on a man? Wants to die and after that to judge. It's coming to an end. But when it comes to an end, will you be able to say, will I be able to say, she overcome the world? I can sit here and tell people now, after this week, because I, I, just, I just learned this this week. I have overcome the world. Now I'm, I'm sitting here like, I've overcome the world. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. I've overcome the world. How about that? How about that? Why does that mean something? Why is that, why is that so important? Because this flesh is, this flesh, I'm going to tell you something. This flesh is some nasty stuff. Okay. Okay. Long, the longer I be doing this, the longer I do this hospice stuff, let me tell you something. When I go into them rooms and folks die. And we've overcome it. As believers, we overcome this. I, I, know, I hear Margaret somehow, how Margaret will tell me quick, I don't, I, I don't want to die, sir. I don't, don't want to die like that. I, don't worry about it. You overcome, you've overcome it. It'll be the last thing on your mind. When your spirit is getting ready to explode out of your body, the last thing on your mind is, is how you look and how you dying and how many tubes you got in your neck and shoulders and wherever they put them all up, your butt and on your sides, your penis. I'm sitting here like, this flesh, this, I'm, this flesh, this flesh is nasty. And it's going to put up a courageous fight. I'm just telling you right now. I don't want y'all to know. I'm just keeping up 100. I watch dead folks. I watch them die. Okay, tubes swollen up, black eyes, feet curled up, doo-doo and vomit. Listen, let me tell you something. You ever, you ever smelled a colostomy bag buzzing? Okay? Because this flesh is nasty. And, and it don't want to, it, it want to hold on to you forever. Okay? 
Watch this. Now I'm not y'all don't when I say full code, I ain't full code. Okay, full code mean if, if something happened to me, I go on a cardiac arrest and I'm dying, do everything possible to keep me alive. I ain't full code. I ain't full code, okay? Let me go. Let me go. Y'all, they're just, y'all find y'all another pastor. Here's why. This is such a, this is, I hope y'all enjoying this as much as I am. <laughs> Behold, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Now, this is a funeral passage. But, but sometimes it's good. We don't have, you know, most folks at a funeral, you preach, just don't even know what it's talking about. I get to read it and talk about it just a little bit today, and I'm going to be done. Stay with me. Oh, I'm good. I'm in good time. Behold, 1551. Behold, pay attention. Watch. Listen to what is getting ready to happen to us as believers. Something happened to us as believers that's not happening to unsafe folks. This is why we are in this, this class of people who have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be. All change. Well, we shall all be changed. All believers. All believers. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound. Watch this now. And the dead. It should say in the dead in Christ. And the dead shall be raised. Incorruptible. No more corruption. No more corruption. No more IVs. No more high blood pressure medication. No more none of this stuff. No more pain. No more pain. And we shall be changed. Here we go. This, this stinky, nasty body is filthy. I'm tell y'all something. I don't care how. You could, you could be Miss America, okay? And you know, oh, it's so beautiful. Look at the curves and all the curves and how they walk the stage and how they look in their swimsuit stage. That's nasty flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's nasty. Why? Because the word of God says this. Watch. For this corruptible. Okay. This stuff we, we covered in. This stuff that our spirits is covered in. This corruptible must. Must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. You know what, you know what I'm saying? We're going to put on some immortality. Okay? And no more working out. No more working out. No more diets. No more that stuff. I'm going to put on an incorruption. I'm going to put on a body that cannot be tainted. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption... And this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying. Paul writing this. What is written? That is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death. Where is thy sting? Oh, grave. Where is thy victory? I, I, I sit here and ride by and I see folks. They stay out to the graveside. They decorate the flowers. Said they do this. She decorated mother's grave. And I, I do your thing, girl. Do you do the thing? You know, I ain't, listen. Ain't nothing there. Ain't nothing there. Okay, just stone garden. That's what I call it. It's a huge rock garden. Okay, 
Because I see what the scripture says. The sting of death is what? Sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Here we go. Verse 57. Stay it. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thanks be to God. Which giveth us the victory. How? Through our Lord. Through our Lord. See, see, this isn't written for everybody. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, remember me. Amen. When you come into your kingdom. Amen. Our Lord, that kind of Lord. Therefore, therefore, verse 58, I'm close. My beloved brother and sister, be steadfast. Yes. Be steadfast when the ridicule come, the mockery come, folks telling you you're wasting your time, you getting all dressed up, going to church, and you leaving, going to church and giving the church money and, and, and working and all that stuff. Be steadfast. Amen. Unmovable. Don't see, don't let the world move you. See the world, see the, see the world, the pandemic, all this stuff, all this political unrest has moved folks. Moving folks. Don't 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 be moving around. Be unmovable. Remember, Christ was unmovable. Okay? He was unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And Paul closes out that wonderful chapter in, in 1 Corinthians. Listen. Your labor is not in vain. Amen. Your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain.